Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Ann Ortley here, uh, broadcasting from the turquoise desk overlooking Boca Siega Bay. As is befitting me not being a very good astrologer, sometimes I attempted to record the first podcast of this while the moon was void, and it didn't work. So I'm doing the second podcast. So for those of you who clicked on the thing and it kept saying, audio not loading, audio not loading, I do know better than to record on a void moon, but I did, so I'm doing it again. <sighs> Today is the weekly weather for the week of February 27th, 2022. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer. Uh, we do this podcast every week to get you informed about what's going on in the heavens above. A couple of you wrote last year, last week, that I called the day of the invasion properly in Ukraine. Um, you know, the astrology is accurate. That's what we can say. It's good for predicting babies. It's good for predicting job changes and house changes and when you're going to fall in love. And it's good for predicting war. So when we're looking at the energy of this week, we still have a very, very intense energy all week through the sixth. At that point, we're going to know what's going on. So thoughts and prayers with our you and love to our Ukrainian friends and also lots and lots of intense aspects. Now, of course, that means that we're initiating all sorts of changes in our lives. We have this Mars and Venus traveling together in Capricorn, last degrees of Capricorn, and they're going to meet up with Pluto on March 3rd, and then they're going to meet up together on March 6th in Aquarius, at zero Aquarius, on the same degree as the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction from December 20th of 2020. So we are really seeing big shifts and changes. And I just want to point out to everybody, we've never seen anything like this before. We are sitting at the edge of history, watching it go down, and we're all spectators. And this is what the Aquarian age means. We are all witness, we are all spectators, We all have a role to play, whatever it is. I can't do anything. I can mail money. I can do thoughts, prayers, and love. I have my friends who are from that area, Polish, Romanian, Ukrainian. They're all worried, right? And I can be a a support. Um, So we want to look at where we can each help because the energy in the sky is really, really passionate. And it's very intense. And it's Venus and Mars and Pluto at the last degrees of Capricorn And remember, Pluto in Capricorn brings around profound changes to the things it rules. Governments, power over. I have power over you. And, you know, we've been bemoaning a bit the whole energy of, you know, power over and how it works. But we have to go back and look at earlier Pluto transits. Pluto entered Libra. We changed Pluto entered Virgo in the 60s. We changed the role of the underclasses, the blacks, the women, the gay people, the minorities the people that were told to not have an equal place at the table. Pluto and Libra in the 70s, which was all about partnerships being valid and what partnerships and relationships are. Pluto and Scorpio, the AIDS epidemic, redefining rape, child abuse, things like that, and saying, hey, 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 this is not good. Pluto and Sagittarius, publishing communications, undergoing major changes, as well as the Catholic Church and the, um, the sex abuse of young men and women from the, by the priests. Um, Pluto and Capricorn, business, corporations. We are seeing the world, all the, all the countries, the companies, uh, uniting 
on a very unusual scale. We've never seen anything like this before. I want you to really appreciate the magnitude of what you are looking at and how it is changing in front of your eyes. doesn't mean it's going to turn out the way we want, but it does mean we are really seeing something we have never, ever seen before. And that is most important. When they, we talk about the age of Aquarius beginning, Pluto is about to go into Aquarius, but we also had Saturn and Pluto meet in Saturn and Jupiter meet in Aquarius. We're going to have Venus and Mars meet there in a couple of days. We're really shifting. We can watch things live happening. Back in the old days, they used to go when my dad was young during World War II, they'd go to see the newsreel that would release the war of what was going on during World War II. We, are all, we all have front row seats to a pretty scary thing going on, but also to something that is really unusual, transformative, and big. So I want you to hold the energy in a high space. I want you to appreciate that the sky is on fire with war, passion, intensity, and action. Venus and Mars are continuing to dance together, and they're working really hard in Capricorn to bring changes to Pluto. And they're saying to Pluto, hey, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, And Pluto in Capricorn is like, hey, what do you mean what am I doing? I can do this if I want. And there's a lot of energy in the heavens that's very combative, but also very intense this week. So as we go forward with this, and it's going to be a hard week on Earth, for sure, for sure. But we're also going to get through it. It's transitory. It's temporary. It changes things. It shifts things forever. So it's important for you in your own life to watch where Venus and Mars are meeting up with Pluto in Capricorn in your 20, at 27 degrees in your chart. Where is that change taking place in your life? What is it calling you to do? What is it asking of you? Um, And so it's important for all of us to kind of have that perspective as we go into this week, that these major changes, uh, and remember, outer planets don't really care what we think about them. (laughs) They're kind of a little bit like Vladimir Putin on some level, but they don't really care. They're just like, this is what I'm going to do. I don't really care what you think. At the same time, we have an opportunity to react, to work with it, to change with it in terms of how we want to do it, what we're interested in doing, what we believe to be true. So it's really important for all of us to sit in that truth space and to look at this and say, okay, what is our role? And look at your own life where you're having this conflict play out, this energy form, this new beginning happen, this old ending leave and change. So it's super important to work on this on a deep, deep level. Um, as I mentioned, the aspects are hard, and uh, I appreciate people going, you were right the day that it was going to. I said, yeah, the astrology is good, solid astrology. We are, as a country, on February 20th, we had our Pluto return, part one. We have two more to go with natal position, and then we have three more to go with precessed position, which is where the Pluto has moved over the 350 years, uh, the 250 years we've been a country, right? Uh, the United States has been declared. I mean, the country was here many, many years before that, but this particular iteration. Important changes, important changes in each of our lives, and we want to take moments this week to really appreciate how deep and profound these things are happening, how we're seeing things on a completely different level, and we're really coming to understand them in a very big way, right? So so when we look at the sun this week, uh, we have also a new moon. Uh, the new moon is in Pisces. It's on the 3rd. 
uh, Wednesday. I'm going to have a new moon webinar. Uh, it should be up on my site later today. Um, you can sign up for it. It'll be tomorrow, Monday, Monday, uh, Monday night at 7.30. Um, and the new moon is Sun, Moon, Jupiter in Pisces. Now, I had been looking at this as, ooh, we're going to launch the Ann Ortley School of Astrology, which is good. We're going to do that this month. But also that new moon in Pisces is uh, joined to the sun and the moon, and so that's also refugees. Pisces rules refugees. And the new moon is in the ninth house. So we're going to, ninth house is foreign places from the Washington, D.C. chart. So we're going to really become aware of, you know, four million people pouring into the borders of Poland and uh, Romania and the surrounding companies, their surrounding countries around Ukraine. Also compassion, you know, sun, moon, Jupiter, compassion and emotional uh, volatility and and emotional, um, what's that word, softness, where you're just really very absorptive. So be really aware this week that you're going to really be absorbing on a very deep level feelings, deep, deep feelings with this. We always have this with the Pisces moon, but it's super deep this week because Jupiter is sitting right there with that sun-moon conjunction. We also have Mars and Venus meeting up with Pluto, as I mentioned, on the 3rd. And then they both change signs. And they meet up again in Aquarius, and they meet up uh, at zero Aquarius right on the same degree as the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction from 2020. So they're going to launch a new cycle. Remember back two years ago, Mars met Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, and we started COVID. We began the, we began the migration with this virus. Now Mars comes along, and he meets up with Pluto again, and he will meet up with Saturn and Jupiter you know, over the next few months. But he's meeting up with, and so he's marking kind of a turning point in COVID also, a change in our structures and how we look at them. Mars, Pluto, of course, is the planet of war. It also is the planet of a lot of action. So Mars is really going to be fired up once he meets up with Pluto. Most people don't like meeting Pluto because they get beaten up by Pluto. Mars meets Pluto and he's like, yeah, come on, big guy, let's go. Because that's what is his buddy, right? Um, because Pluto rules transformation, destruction, change, and Mars likes to blow things up. So we do know that there's going to be big turning points this week on the 3rd of March, because Venus meets Pluto and Mars meets Pluto, and they're in Capricorn, So we and Vesta meets Pluto. So the 3rd we're going to watch, and of course the lead up to the 3rd, and then the Mars and Venus meet up again on the 6th, Aquarius, on the point of the Jupiter-Saturn, and they say, this is what the community the collective, and I want you to really pay attention to the collective energy once Mars and Venus move into Aquarius, because we're going to really see what the community does rather than the individual, because Capricorn is a very individual sign. It's, you know, it does real corporations and things like that, but it's the one-off, the one by itself. And you know Capricorns, they're often solitary, they work a lot, that whole thing. When you're going to Aquarius, we're doing the community and the collective and how we get there and what we do with it. So there's a deeper energy at work with this that's very profound. Um, and so we have a really big week. <laughs> New moon, Mars, Pluto, Venus, Pluto, Vesta, Pluto, Vesta's land, home and heart, Vesta's in Capricorn also. And then Mars and Venus meeting up to start a new journey in Aquarius, individuated, freedom, focus group collective action, and then they are meeting up with Jupiter and Saturn, which is the, uh, the Jupiter is the expansive energy in our world, Saturn is the structural energy, and also sometimes the constriction, they're meeting up together. Big week. 
uh, sun this week runs from uh, 8 Pisces to 17 Pisces. As it goes through its journey, it does have a semi-square with Eris, the goddess of war, a semi-square with Vesta, the home and hearth, on the 28th, a semi-square with Venus on the 1st, a semi-square with Pluto and Mars on the 3rd. But they are action-oriented. They're a 45-degree angle. And then the sun meets up with Jupiter on March 5th, which is a once uh, every 12 years aspect. The sun meets Jupiter every year, but Jupiter's only in Pisces once every 12 years. So this is a new initiation on March 5th and a new vision and, of course, uh, new ideas about how to proceed. Mercury this week runs from uh, 17 Aquarius through 25 Aquarius. Mercury meets up with Saturn on the 2nd of March. Um, And, of course, Mercury left his shadow recently. He was in his shadow up until, uh, I think it was 10, Aquarius. And now he's in new territory. He meets up with Saturn. And Saturn, of course, is the rules and how we run things. Saturn is at 18, Aquarius. And Mercury and Saturn are meeting up at 1859. Uh, And they're meeting up not only by um, zodiacal degree, but they're meeting up by declination on March 4th. So this is a very, very firm commitment people are making. So this is a week if you commit to stuff, <laughs> you're, you're committed because Mercury and Saturn are going to say, you, you said you were doing this, no getting out of it. We also have Mercury in the semi-square to Pallas Athena, which is looking at strategic approaches taken and giving them different opportunities. Mercury is also sextile Eris on March 5th, which has a great deal of energy around communication and connection and fire and war. So that they're talking internet issues and internet interruptions. We're going to look at that March 5th time for it. And we also see Merck wearing the nodes of fate on March 6th. So those are big aspects uh, that Mercury's making and taking place. And Mercury is also on the moon uh, of the United States chart. Um, so we have a lot of energy there. And Mercury also is contraparallel Uranus on the 6th. So unusual information or ideas. Mercury in Aquarius is one of his favorite signs he's exalted. Unfortunately, this year, he's only spending like a couple of weeks in Aquarius. I'm like, no, Mercury, we need you to be smart. We need you to be smart. Uh, Stay with us. Don't leave us. Don't leave Aquarius. Not that Pisces is stupid, but give us the vision. Give us the vision. So real important to pay attention to what you learn, hear, think this week, all part of the process. Next up, Venus. Uh, She's in Capricorn. She's running from 24 Capricorn to zero Aquarius. Almost one. And Venus meets up with Vesta on the 27th. And then she has a sextile to the nodes of fate on the the 28th, Monday the 28th. She meets up with Pluto on the 3rd of March. Now, when planets perfect, meaning they meet up with someone, there's an ending energy and a new beginning energy. So we know Venus meets up with Pluto once a year. You know, she takes a year to go around the chart. So this is an initiation energy. Uh, and so we're going to watch what she brings us on the 3rd. We also have Venus entering Aquarius on March 6th and meeting up with Mars on March 6th. So the two of them are getting married. Now, if you remember, a couple weeks ago, they got married in Capricorn a week ago. And I remember saying it was unusual. You know, I've never seen them one and then the next one like a couple weeks later. I mean, I actually went and checked my computer programs. That's really what's happening? 
And I was talking to some astrologer friends last week, and one of them said the last time it happened this close. It happens when there's a retrograde condition, which is about every 12 years. But the last time it happened this close, just a couple weeks away, was 150 years ago. So this is kind of an unusual one-two. First in Capricorn, physical earth energy manifesting, doing stuff, then into Aquarius, which is vision, idea, new new beginning. So we're going to watch for that new beginning when Venus and Mars both shift into Aquarius and meet up on March 6th. As I mentioned, Mars in Capricorn is exalted. He's in his exaltation. He's very strong when he's in Capricorn. He is trining the nodes of fate on the 28th. Mars is trining the north node in Taurus. And it's sextiling the south node in Scorpio. So we do expect an amplification of Mars energy on the 28th. Whatever Mars is doing in your chart, he's ratcheting it up. And on the third, he meets up with Pluto at 2750. Now, the United States Pluto is this degree. We had our first of three Pluto returns on the 20th last Sunday. And I'm in the process. I mean, it's been a busy week, but I haven't gotten to it yet. I am in the process of recording the Pluto return of the United States and how it lands in your chart and how you can use it, which, of course, you know, everything's just been delayed lately. It's just that seems to be the function of my life. Go a little slower, Anne. You think you can go fast, but no, we're going to go slower. So I'm going to be doing a Pluto return of the U.S., which you'll be able to buy. We'll send a note out, sign up for it. I've got the slides. I'm still tweaking them. You know me when I'm a Virgo. I get a little crazy. Um, and so the Mars-Pluto conjunction is the first of our solar, our first Pluto return for the country, and, of course, it's the Declaration of Independence return, which was, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, we want to be able to do that. And so we're watching that on a global scale right now as we see the Ukrainian people say, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Get the hell out of our country. Oh, we don't want you here. So it's really interesting. I mean, I, on a symbolic level, we're just in such important times, and it's so important, so important for all of us to hold the energy high, to push towards evolution, to push towards a better vision of who we can be, to, to support our better angels, to go towards them, and to really give it permission to roll. So this week as Pluto goes through Capricorn and meets up with the nodes of fate, and he meets up with Pluto, we have an opportunity to make an evolutionary leap here. And I encourage every one of you to make your own evolutionary leap in your own life. When you leap in your life, you help the rest, you know, if we all hop up and down at the same time, it'll stop the war. No, you know what I mean. Um, it, it's giving that evolutionary push, giving permission for that evolution to take place. And Mars, Pluto, Mars does love Pluto. They're war buddies. There's a camaraderie in war. There's a com- it sounds weird, but it's what happens when you go through a Pluto transit. And all of you who have gone through a Pluto transit all know, never want to go through it again. Learned a hell of a lot. Don't want to repeat it. But I really learned so much about who I am and what's important to me. So the world's having that this week, as well as all of us somewhere in our chart. Uh, And then Pluto, as I mentioned, Mars goes into Aquarius on the 6th, which is very much a forward motion. And again, a new meeting. And then he meets up with Venus in Aquarius. And then on the 6th, he also has a semi-square to Jupiter and Pisces. Now, last week, we had Jupiter in a semi-square to Pluto, right, which is, you know, they met up in 2020 the last time. They met up three times in 2020, Jupiter and Pluto did to start a new 13-year cycle. So now 
we're at the semi-square phase, which is, oh, like what are we doing? What, what, what are we, why are we taking this? Why are we expanding like this? What's that Pisces energy want us to do? Very fertile. Earth and water make very fertile things to grow, so that's helpful, but they also are pretty intense. We also have Uranus square Juno on May, March 2nd. So that's a change in relationships. And then we also have Pluto on Vesta on March 6th. You're hearing these dates, right? Third, sixth, third, sixth. And so there's a lot of things that will culminate on those days. Um, we also have Chiron in a hard aspect to the nodes of fate. Chiron is an Aries in a sesquic quadrate and a semi-square to the nodes of fate on March 1st. And we also have Vesta on the nodes of fate on March 1st. So there's interesting energies this week. Um, the moon runs from, uh, today it's in Aquarius. Well, earlier today it was in Capricorn when the show didn't record. Now it's in Aquarius. Thank you, Aquarius moon. Uh, closing aspect for the Aquarius moon is a conjunction to Saturn. Um, let me get my lunar calendar. It's here. Hang on. There's a little lunar calendar. Um, so the closing aspect is a conjunction to Saturn, uh, which takes place um, at 9.01 p.m. Uh, Monday the 28th. And the moon went into Aquarius at 1.36 p.m. today. Uh, moon is void from 9.01 p.m. on the 28th through uh, the 3.53 p.m. on the 1st. Mardi Gras, Monday Mardi Gras Pisces moon. Uh, so all day, all Monday morning, Moon is void, goes into Pisces 3.53 p.m. Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, Ash Wednesday. Hey, we got Ash Wednesday. We're here. And then the, uh, so Tuesday evening, Moon's in Pisces. Wednesday, the Moon's in Pisces. Thursday, the Moon's in Pisces till 4.45 p.m. when it has a sextile to Mars. Closing aspects. So that's got good closing aspects, too. Uh, we do have that new moon that takes place on uh, Ash Wednesday, and we're going to have a new moon webinar on uh, Monday night at 7.30. Uh, we'll be sending out an email about it. And also you, it's, you can sign up on my website. I didn't check to see if it's up, but it should be. Uh, you know, that kind of, It's been that kind of day. <laughs> and then on Tuesday, on Thursday rather, the moon goes void at 4.45 p.m. in Pisces and enters Aries at 7.52 p.m. Uh, that night, well, Thursday night, it's in Aries on Friday. It's in Aries on Saturday. goes void with a square to Pluto at 11.02 p.m. Saturday night. Then it is in Aries, and it goes into Taurus at 3 in the morning on the 6th. And right before it goes in, Mars goes into Aquarius. Venus goes into Aquarius, and Mars and Venus meet up at, in Aquarius at 2.12 a.m on the 6th, and the Taurus moon, the 6th, the 7th, and it goes void on the 8th at 9.53 with a trine to Pluto. Moon and Taurus trines Pluto. So Aquarius moons, which is community, Pisces moons, which is refugees, um, endings, emotions, feelings, very strong, very strong, very strong feelings. Um, of course, that moon in Aries with a hard aspect to Pluto. Never hasn't been easy. Those moon in Aries and the moons in Cancers have not been easy these last few weeks or the last couple of years, actually. Every time we have it, I'm like, oh, another, oh, no, no, not a hard aspect. Thank you, Pluto, go away. Uh, and then once the moon goes into Taurus, it begins to grow. Things start to grow. So we're in a really interesting time. Um, 
So we're going to have a Pluto webinar for you to be able to buy. It's pretty well 5% tweeted. I just need to shut up and do it. Sit, sit down and shut up and do it. And then the new moon webinar tomorrow, Monday night on the Pisces moon that is happening on Wednesday. Also, um, in terms of uh, process, because this is such a great new moon for new beginnings. I mean, it's, we're definitely seeing ending energy in the world, but we're also seeing new beginning energy once that new moon happens. So the new moon energy is very potent, very much like, yes, let's get it out there. Yes, let's get it going. So one of the things that I do uh, every year, I've been doing it now for eight years, is I do um, stuff with Marie Forleo, who has a thing called B-School, which she offers uh, once a year now. This will be the winter session. Uh, And it is the only time she's offering it in 2022. Um, And it's an excellent program. And I took it eight years ago. And if you've watched my practice grow over the last eight years, I've used her techniques. I mean, I've worked hard, totally I've worked hard, but I've also used a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of them. And every year I go back. So there's an opportunity to go back and renew, refresh, redo. Okay, this year we're doing that. Okay, that year we're doing this. And she gets you really thinking about what you want to do. So if one of your plans for this next chapter of your life is a new business or expanding your existing business or working with it in a different way, I definitely recommend her program. I did it eight years ago when I already had a practice up and running, and I was kind of at a crossroads about how to proceed. And I signed up for her course, um, and I thought it was fabulous. And I've gone every year since then. So I recommend it highly. I've been recommending it for years to my students. There's opportunity to sign up on my website for it. There's some free programming, and then there's also the paid programming. Check her out. See if you like her. Um, it's, it's really good content. She's a Sagittarius with an Aquarius moon. Born in 1976. So if you like December of 76, and I have to say that was one of my favorite months on earth. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a little romance there too, and I forgot about that part. December of, seven, December of 1776, 1976. Um, where would we go? Right. And so there's an opportunity to sign up for that. Uh, and uh, we have lots of thoughts and prayers for our friends in Ukraine. Um, this this whole week is a Donald Blanford week, a DB week, and the energy is out of control, incredibly intense. Hang on, it's transits. It will be over. No, no. I mean, obviously Ukraine is in for some permanent changes, but we want to really honor the energy of creation that we're really we're feeling underneath, and I think that's our focus. Is like okay. We have never seen this before in the history of Earth, and it's pretty impressive. You know, it's pretty impressive, and I think we need to hang our hearts on that part of the pretty impressive, and recognize the hard parts of it because there certainly are hard parts. But it's a an aha moment for all of us, and I think part of our journey together as a team, team of humans here on planet Earth, is to support the people. Uh, the, in our lives and in our world the best we can towards their own greater ghost, their own greater pursuit of happiness, their own pursuit of life, liberty, and their heart's path. And we go back to that aspirational chart of the Declaration of Independence, and we look at it with fresh eyes. Uh, we look at the concepts of it. We look at the hope in it. And I think that's our, that's our space, to sit in that hope. And even when it's hard, we sit in the hope. And I wish you all a great week, and hopefully this 
podcast will work and be recorded. Makes me think like, what did I say in the last one that nothing worked for? But I'm like, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to trust the process that that one did not want to upload. And take two is always a little better than take one. So wishing you a great week uh, here from the turquoise desk. And I'm now going to go out and hop in the pool. Um, Have a good one. The kittens are great. They're drunk walking. They're just tipping over, but they're so cute and they're purring. And they're in the litter box making little tiny poops, very Plutonian. And um, Betty White's doing great. My cousin is coming later today with with a playpen. So the kittens get a playpen now where they can be corralled in the kitchen and uh, run around and climb the cat tree and do whatever they're going to do. Yeah, so it should be great fun. And um, off we go. So they're they're really cute. And... um, and Betty, you know, she's just a very good mom. She's a good mom. So I wish you a good, and Remo's fine, for those of you who wonder about Remo. He's, like, studiously absorbed, avoiding them because Betty beat him up a couple times, and, he, you know, they smell like her. So he, we tried. my cousin tried to show him a kitten, and he just kind of backed off. Like, he's like, I'm not going anywhere near that. <laughs> I know somewhere around here is the mother, and she'll kill me. So um, at any rate, I wish you all a great week. And just really, really be gentle out there. There's a war in the sky. There's a war in the world. And people are going to be very, and aren't as informed as you are because you listen to astrology, people are going to be very intense this week. So take care. Big hugs. Um, I give you my heart and I give you astrology as a gift to guide us through these hard times. Take care. Bye-bye.